The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Ecclesia, brothers, sisters, family, welcome. I know that we are all bringing different things into this service today. We are a community that rejoices with those who rejoice and also mourns with those who mourn. I myself am coming with the grief of a missed family reunion in Hawaii, my birthplace, grieving the deaths of people very, very dear to me. I'm also coming with celebration though of 17 years married to my very favorite person in the world and getting to see two beautiful one-year-old nephews grow up. And I know that you're bringing both into this service today. And keeping that in mind, let me invite you to join me in prayer. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we thank you for inviting us into your presence that you are the best host, that you provide the hospitality for grief, for celebration, and also for those of us who are holding both of those things. God, thank you for your love. Thank you that we can still gather in this way. And God, remind us through this service that you are Emmanuel you are with us. Amen. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus and to take him at his word just to upon his promise and to know the saith the Lord
Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more.
We continue to be committed, even in this challenging season, to the work God calls us, sharing the gospel, caring for the vulnerable in our city and beyond, caring well for the spiritual health of our people, and especially for the care of our children. As we each consider our part in that offering, please speak this prayer along with me. Almighty God, you created everything in the heavens above and in the earth below. You survey all your creation and you savor its beauty and appreciate his goodness. To you, we lift up the best we have to offer from our time, talents, and resources. We give freely from what we have received from your hand. We give joyfully with the gratitude of a rescued people. We give generously with the excitement of children at play. We join with your mission and with your kingdom in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
Well, hello, Ecclesia family. Good to be with you virtually today. I'm Wayne Brown. Uh, if we haven't met before, one of the campus pastors here, and I'm excited to give you some updates on how we're continuing to support uh, some of the most vulnerable people in our city and beyond. Uh, we are continuing to partner with restaurants in the city to provide meals for our homeless brothers and sisters and really excited about the restaurants we got to partner with this past week. So on Sunday, we partnered with a black owned restaurant called Breakfast Club in the, here in the city and they were able to provide some breakfast food to our homeless brothers and sisters. And if you're like me, you love breakfast food all the time. I'll eat at breakfast, lunch and dinner. So we're excited to be able to share a really great meal and partner with a fantastic restaurant here in the city. On Tuesday, we were really excited. Uh, we actually were reached out to by Spanky's Pizza and big, big shout out to Holly Waters and her team over there that not only did they provide the meal, they actually donated it free of charge uh, and because they saw what we were doing and wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I was actually talking with one of our team here and they were bragging on the pizza at Spanky's Pizza. I've never had it, but apparently it's amazing and we are just so grateful that they were willing to lean in with us in this way. So if you haven't checked out Spanky's Pizza, be sure to check that out. Uh, we're so great, grateful for their generosity. And then on Thursday of this week, uh, we got to do some barbecue with Roy Dean Layton, who's actually a longtime member of Ecclesia. And if you have ever showed up to the Harmony House barbecue on Saturdays that we do, you know that he's very involved there and often does barbecue with the Harmony House. So we were super excited to be able to provide great barbecue. That just feels like that belongs in the summer in Houston uh, and to partner with uh, him to do that for our homeless brothers and sisters. We're gonna be continuing to do that even into the month of August. So if you would like to partner with us, if you've got a restaurant recommendation or which you would like to donate to make that a possibility, please do so by emailing lauren at ecclesiahouston.org. Next, because of the way that COVID and 2020 has been, it's been a tough year between the pandemic, between uh, racial injustice and continuing conversations around that all kinds of political things that are going on. It's been a tough year and it's been particularly tough on our kids. And as we're going back to school, we know that this is gonna create a lot of different issues. And one of the things that's really important for us at Ecclesia is that we take a very holistic approach to caring for ourselves and caring for our kids. And so a big part of that is making sure that we care for their mental health. And so we have actually uh, started a partnership with the Baylor College of Social Work to uh, bring on a social worker to our team to help us figure out how we can partner and how we can care for the mental health of our kids. And so we wanna make sure that you knew that that is a resource that's available. And we've uh, got a fabulous young woman, Juliana Hale, who is on our staff and helping us navigate and figure out how we can do this. So we wanted to make sure that you knew that if you or someone you know has a child or has a teenager that could benefit uh, from having some conversations around mental health, uh, whether that's regard to pandemic, school, racial injustice, any of those kind of things, we would love for you to reach out to her. You can email her at julianahale at ecclesiahouston.org. And we're really excited about the way that we can lean in with our kids in this way. Next, Ecclesia, just want to give you a deep, heartfelt thank you for your continued generosity. I'm blown away by the way that we are able to partner our resources together in order to uh, provide meals for 
vulnerable people as well as uh, so many things that we're doing across the globe. And the reality is we could not do that if it were not for your generosity. And so we wanna make another invitation that if you wanna participate in the work we're doing, you can do that really simply and easily and you can do that digitally by just sending a text message. If you just text your donation amount to the number 84321, you can play a part in the work we're doing both in this city and beyond. And again, thank you, Ecclesia. We are so grateful for that generosity. And finally, Ecclesia, it's my privilege and honor to get to introduce to you Jeannie Stevens. She, along with her husband, Jarrett, who preached last week that we got to hear a fantastic message on prayer from him. They are co-pastors at a church in Chicago called Soul City Church in Chicago. If you've been around Ecclesia a while, you will remember that she was actually here with us a couple of years ago. She gave a great message then. She's a fantastic human being, and we're so honored that she's back with us today to share a message from God's Word. So would you join me in welcoming Jeannie Stevens as she shares a message today? Well, hello, Ecclesia Church. This is so special to be with you. Uh, you have to know how much I love you. I had the privilege of being with you in person a few years ago, uh, and it was so wonderful. Chris is a dear friend to myself and my husband, Jarrett, uh, and I was just so humbled and honored when he invited me to, again, be a part of all that God is doing in and through your church. Uh, I would love for you in the comment section uh, to say hello and let us know where you're watching from today. You know, over the past few months, uh, all of life has changed. Things that we probably all took for granted are not available right now. But as some things have gone away, new things have come to the surface. Uh, people are cooking more than they've ever done before. People are going on walks. People are using uh, their creativity with all kinds of awesome Zoom backgrounds. People are playing games together. Uh, our family, we love to play games. My husband, Jarrett, and I, we have two kids. Elijah's 14 and Gigi is 12. And we have had many cutthroat games of Uno over the past few months. And the problem when we play games is that every member of our family is competitive. Uh, in fact, we're wondering if we're going to need some post-pandemic group counseling uh, because none of us likes to lose. And honestly, I suppose that's true of all of us, whether you like games or not. No one really likes losing, true? I mean, winning feels better. We would probably all pick winning over losing. But winning actually doesn't reveal what we're really made of. You see, losing has a way of revealing who we really are. When life is hard, when you feel squeezed, when we are pressed, that's where we see what we are made of. And I wonder in your life, in the middle of this pandemic, have you paused to look at what is coming out of you? It's an important question to consider. What comes out of you when life presses in on you? And life is pressing in on all of us. As we are pressed, we become more aware of the things that we have lost, the things that we are all grieving and losing and being pressured often leaves us feeling out of control and unsure of what's next. 
and loss is mostly only known for its downsides, and there are many. Uh, but if you're open, losing can also shine a light on all that you have to be grateful for. You see, sometimes the darkness of life has a way of helping us notice the light in our lives. Gratitude and grief don't have to be separated. It is possible to feel both at the same time. One doesn't have to cancel the other out. And in our binary world, uh, oftentimes we feel this pressure to force what first appears as opposites into separate corners. But I am finding that grief and gratitude are actually two sides of the same coin. And while many of us are grieving what life once looked like, I can't help but wonder all that God wants to grow in us. And my belief is one of the most essential things that can be grown in us during this season is gratitude. You know, one day we will, we will one day tell the story of how we walked through COVID-19. And I wonder what story your life will tell. And for a moment, I, I wanna look at a story today of a person that was pressed, a person that was actually ill, and what happened when they chose to find gratitude in the middle of a circumstance that they would have never chosen for themselves. Now, perhaps you have a Bible around you. If you do, I would love to invite you to turn to Luke 17, uh, starting in verse 11. If you don't have a Bible, you can also open up another tab on maybe the computer that you're watching this on or the phone or jump over to the Bible app or we'll put it up on the screens. And I want to share it with you today. It starts out this way. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. Now, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and he decides, you know, to kind of find a shortcut and cut through Samaria. And this group approaches Jesus that includes both Jews and Samaritans. And one thing that you need to know is that the Jews believed that they were superior to the Samaritans. But this group that approaches Jesus, they're all dealing with the exact same illness. They all have leprosy. Now, notice Luke's positioning of the men. They were the ones who stood at a distance from Jesus, not Jesus from them. They, they must have been practicing social distancing from Jesus, but not Jesus from them. And from that distance, they are the ones that yelled out to him by name, help us, have mercy on us, please do something. Well, Luke goes on in telling of this story. And in verse 14, it says, when he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, Jesus, of course, in this moment, we see his mercy. We see his miraculous power that he healed them. And it was both powerful and meaningful. But the healing in this story is actually not the point of the story. It's not Jesus's response to this group of lepers that we are to pay attention to, but we are to pay attention to their response to him. 
Look at what it says in verse 15. It says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus's feet and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Now, this one who only moments earlier stood at a distance from Jesus, now threw himself at Jesus's feet. And Luke doesn't want us to miss who it was. It was the Samaritan. The most despised demonstrated the most gratitude. He clearly broke any and all rules for social distancing. Uh, he, he may not have even fully known who Jesus was. He just knew that he had been given a gift and he was compelled to come back and say thank you. You know, all of them were healed, but only one of them returned. All of them had been given this fresh start, but only one of them thought to say thank you. And this isn't lost on Jesus. In verse 17, it says, Jesus asked, we're not all 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, rise, and go, your faith has made you well. Now, I, I love this about Jesus. He wants to know, where is everyone else? I'm Jesus, I can do the math, but I know there were 10 of you. But what does Jesus say to the one that comes back to say thank you? He says, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Your gratitude has made you well. How many of you know that you can be healed but not be well? You can have resources but not be well. You can have people all around you but not be well. You can gain the world but lose your soul and not be well. Jesus says you can be healed but not be well. Makes you well is when you say thank you. What makes you well is when you find gratitude. And all of the others were healed, but they missed the blessing of being well. And I wonder how many of us fail or forget to say thank you for the big and small blessings in our life for the highs and the lows, for the triumphs and the trials. You know, so often life moves so fast that gratitude gets lost. And in this story, Luke wants us to pay special attention to the fact that the people who ought to know better are often the first to forget. And whether the other nine people who were healed felt grateful or not, we will never know. All we know is that they failed to express it. They missed out on what truly makes us well. And that is the practice of gratitude. And that is because gratitude always helps us see a bigger and a better picture. It's what gratitude does for us. It helps us see a bigger and a better picture of everything else that is going on. We become truly grateful people when we can say thank you to all that has brought us to the present moment. 
And as long as we keep dividing our lives between events and people that we would like to remember and those we would rather forget, we cannot claim the fullness of our beings as a gift of God to be grateful for. And while none of us are waking up and thanking God for a pandemic, I believe this pandemic has the potential to reveal more than ever what we are made of. And I wonder in the middle of being pressed, is gratitude coming out of you? Now, I don't know how many of you are juicers, uh, but lots of people like to juice because experts say that juicing our fruit and vegetables can actually boost our immune system, digestion, and even help us lose weight. Now, some of you only just heard that lose weight part because uh, like me, you have been working on your own personal uh, Corona 19 pounds right now. Uh, now, if I were to squeeze these oranges, we all know what will come out of them is orange juice. And I don't know about you, but there is nothing like freshly squeezed orange juice. It is so good, so pure, so fresh, so refreshing. And so I'm gonna just squeeze this orange for us here. Get us some juice. Maybe do one more. I got this really cool juicer that I'm super excited about to share with you. There we go. And I got it at Target, so this is not a commercial for Target, but if you want your own, you know, go to Target. I mean, look at that beautiful, freshly squeezed orange juice, right? And it tastes delicious. You know, we are all being squeezed right now. We are being pressed. There are restrictions, there are limitations. And I wonder what is coming out of you when life is pressing in on you. There is not a person in this country, there's not a person in this world that is not hungry for hope to come out of them. But I wonder if we are struggling to find that hope because we have been starving from a lack of gratitude. I believe we're hungry for hope because we're starving from a lack of gratitude. And what Jesus revealed to us is that when gratitude comes out of us, when we are squeezed and if gratitude comes out of us, it makes us well, it makes us whole, and it gives us hope. And you know, I, I get it. <laughs> it's hard to see hope when everything looks so hopeless. It's hard to feel calm when we feel so much concern. It's hard to feel peace when we feel so much panic. But what I love about the moment with the Samaritan, when he turned around and he came back, he decided, I don't just want to be healed, I want to be well. And you can make the same decision. You can turn around. You can take responsibility for your gratitude. You can be well. And I imagine I'm not much different from you. You know, I have ridden so many emotional waves over the past few months. And I imagine you have ridden many of the same. 
you know, about six weeks into quarantine, back in March and April, I started feeling like what was really squeezing out of me was so much stress and anxiety. I was feeling just ongoing fear for my kids and for our church and, and for everything that was happening. I was feeling losses and grief and exhaustion. And just one morning when I, when I felt like I was just being squeezed so much, I called a friend and with tears streaming down my face, I just said, I, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. I just need to be seen and to be known and to be reminded that there is still hope. And so wisely and lovingly, she prayed for me on the phone. And as she prayed for me, she prayed about all of the ways that God had been faithful and all of the ways that I could find gratitude. And what I've come to believe over the last few weeks and months is that gratitude is actually the antidote for anxiety. And some of you are, you're just like me. You are feeling squeezed and you might not like what is coming out. And I'm guessing every one of us has had some anxiety come out. And, and I just wanna ask you today, will you allow yourself to turn around, to make a shift? Will you let gratitude come out of you? You know, so often we want to label things as good and bad, to put them in opposing corners. But what if instead we chose to be like the one in the story that chose to turn around, to go back to Jesus? And even in the midst of circumstances that you might not choose, still say thank you. And as I have been trying to practice gratitude, it led me to writing a piece that I want to close with today and share with, with you. It's called Ode to Being Well. Whenever life is hard and it feels like chaos has broken loose, I remind myself that I am well. I start small. I woke up today. I took a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. I have a roof over my head, food on my table. I have a computer, it works. I may not be physically connected, but I am digitally connected. I have a key that unlocks my home and maybe that is the key. I have the essentials. I may not have all that I want, but I am well. I look beyond and my gratitude begins to grow. I have people that love me and people that I love. I have neighbors to smile at, people that are standing on the front lines for my safety. I may not have all that I want, but I am well. And as I look up and look around, my gratitude swells. I hear birds chirping and trees budding with new life and the sun is shining and the mercy of God is new every morning and his faithfulness is great and I may not have all that I want but I am well so father son and spirit help me to not pull back or hold it in help me to see that gratitude turns all that I have into enough 
and I may not have all that I want, but I am well. Amen and amen. So much grace and love and peace to you today. Ecclesia, now we turn our attention to the Lord's table. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, that after our prayer to gather your elements, there'll be a song for us to share in and to meditate on. To gather those elements then and share them with whoever might be joining you. And I want to remind you that even if you are alone in this season, that we do this not only as a part of the church around the world, but as the church throughout all history. It's the thing that binds us together. And so as we turn our attention to the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us, would you say this prayer with me? Lord, you have made us to be free, but we crave the cheap comforts of our chains. You have made us to serve others, but we have eyes only for ourselves. You have made us to love, but we are inflamed with lust. You provide that we may be generous, but we greedily hoard as if your well will run dry. You forgive time and again, but we hold fast to the sins of others. You offer light for our path, but we insist on making our own way. You are the God who saves. Lord, save us from ourselves. In your great mercy, restore and heal us and grant us your peace. Amen.
Hi friends, this is the time of our service where we get to say a blessing over our kids. Now maybe you don't have kids in your household, maybe you have neighbor kids or nieces or nephews, um, or your kids are old or young, um, I would love for you to join me in this blessing um, either way. Um, Shepherd Van Jones and Liv Marie Jones, may the Lord be with you today. May He bless you and keep you. May He walk beside you this week and today. Lord, give us grace and peace to cover our children around us. Give us wise counsel and gentle hands. I praise you for the opportunity to have kids in our lives, and I pray that you will teach us how to hold that blessing well. In Jesus' name, amen. Our benediction, Ecclesia, comes from the mouth of Jesus in John 13. After washing the feet of his friends and giving us the feast, he says to these disciples, I give you a new command, love each other deeply and fully. Remember the ways that I have loved you and demonstrate your love for others in those same ways. Everyone will know you as my followers if you demonstrate your love to others. Family, it is that simple and it is that difficult. So how will you demonstrate the love of God, creator, redeemer, sustainer today? We pray that upon the closing of this day that you will have found out, go to serve and to love sisters, brothers, dwell in peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ecclesiahouston.org.